Robinson. Care for a rubdown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Yeah, g'day rubbers. Welcome back to the weekly rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the 2023 Happy Ending, people. The last episode, the last rub of this year. I'm your host, Natty, and with me as always, rotting shotgun in the rub is the stats wizard, Walker. What's going on, mate? Mate, it's been an absolute... Cracker of a season. It's been a long, long fucking season. Like we had a bit of an extended preseason this season. It's going to get even longer next season. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, we're strapped in. We're ready to rock and roll. It's huge. Um, it's it's fucking mate, huge. Look, it was. It's been a. It's. Look, it's been an absolute crackerjack of a start with the Patreon. Um, everyone's got got around us and really supported it. Um, and look, we've actually. <laughs> there's been heaps of stories coming out of it where we've helped them. Either bump up their rankings in in classic, or win their leagues, or <laughs> at the very least avoid relegation, or um, or getting that dreaded spoon. So no, it's um, it's been really good. Here's to that, mate. Oh yeah, true that. Here's to um, that. That's what I want to hear, brother, because that's what it's all about. I mean, we've had to we've had a duck and dive and dodge and all that sort of jazz with all the injuries and all that sort of bullshit we've had to deal with all season. So. Yeah, it's um, it's been more more intense than um, I was expecting. We're not oracles, and we don't pretend to know it all. We're just here dribbling shit. We enjoy it. We're passionate about it. We love draft. We love super coach, and the content and the information that we put out, both on the podcast, our social pages, and also the Patreon. Now, it's just going to aid you it's just going to help you win leagues improve your like i said improve your rankings in classic you may not win it but you're definitely going to be fucking better off riding with us than against this yeah we're giving you the tools to make the decisions at the end of the day it's it's a game of inches at times like there's there's been a few um few people posting up about like losing the grand final by one to two points like it's a game of luck, man. It really that's, that's, is. That's a t- that's an eight meter hit up. Like that's fuck yeah. all. Yeah, like, and injuries and everything else. The yeah. fucking goes like HIAs. I, was, or I heard some shit. horrible stories of guys that were, you know, vice captaining um, Dallin with Tenny Zelesniak oh. in, in those matchups, oh. and yeah. or or captaining Manu when he gets that injury, shit mm. like that. You just can't prepare for that shit. And there was plenty of it. Look, if you were one of the very unlucky people like myself to own um, Dewey, Braley, Turbo, Teague Wilton, <laughs> Luke Thompson, or any of those guys. Like, I, I could keep going, but um, look, it's it, it's been a rough ride. But the whole thing is you, you got to be able to duck and dive and dodge and um, just make decisions on the fly about what you've got well, available. And- the dodgeball references from you tonight are oh, at an all-time high. I actually I actually did watch it a couple of nights. <laughs> so it's, it's fresh in the brain. Um, but yeah, look, you, you've got to be able to, um, and it's it's a lot more difficult in leagues that don't trade, don't bet and all mm. that sort of stuff. If you're in a pick and stick league, like injuries are like a death sentence really. Yeah. Um, so, and that's why we're, we're really big on the betting and the, um, like trading and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been a godsend for me. 
it's it's been a huge season and like towards the end of the season there I was starting to wane a little bit starting to sort of limp towards the end of it just going wow this is starting to get a little you're, bit you're grueling cru- you're cruising too easily for I mean, a, a decent portion but now I'm mate, I'm I'm ready to study I'm go- I'm good yeah. to go for the 2024 season like I'll be into the study probably next week just ripping and a tearing grinding away prepping for the the rub down and getting all the stats up, all the the run sheets ready, all the tables, all the ranks, so we can hit. As soon as that January first rolls around, we'll be fucking up and running, ready to go. All right, bro. it's it's gonna in the Patreon. It's, it's actually gonna go start in December. Yep. So yeah, we're, we're gonna get stuck in it quite early. Um, all the all the potties and all that will follow in January. But yeah, if you want to get into the um into the study and and, and get a leg up on it on your competition. And yeah, hit us hit us up in the, in December because we'll be hitting it and quitting it. Oh, I love it. All right. So in this rub down, we'll pretty much be going through all the big calls that we made in the preseason. So booms, busts, sleepers, some guys that we're really big on, some guys we're really low on, and we'll just talk about what we got right, what we got wrong, how that's going to impact uh, our opinions coming into the 2024 season. Also, uh, we'll be talking about what Guru said on the on the uh, the show as well. He's unable to be with us tonight, so shout out to Guru. We'll cover yours. Don't worry, you'll cap an abs- cop an absolute fucking pizzling tonight. <laughs> I don't care if you're not here to defend yourself. You're still going to cop Mate, it, he's, champ. He's, he's pissing up on a wedding. So, <laughs> so he's going to cop it top two barrels. First up. So if you take your mind back to The Wire when we did the Boom Bust Sleepers episode, I started it off with a bit of a top 10 stat, and that was that there were 6.5 new names on average over the past five seasons in the top 10 from year to year. 6.5, we rounded it down to 6 and just talked about some guys that possibly could be in there. Uh, And for this season, there's actually seven. Yeah, so wow. we've got Ponga, Drinky, Dave Fafita, Reese Walsh, Gutho, SJ, and Tino all making the top 10 averaging players that have played over 16 games for 2023. And yeah, so it just. I mean, we, we were speaking about it in the green room before recording. And look, Drinky was only a bee's dick away from being in the top 10 last season. I think he was 12th mm. or something. So. He's a real interesting one from my perspective that, um, look, I, I didn't think that he'd be able to back it up. And the fact that he's done it in half the season, like his, his first half of the season was fucking trash. But he, like a switch got flicked and, look, he was absolutely electric towards the back end of the season. Yeah, like he was just scoring hundreds for fun. So he's definitely one who's on my radar big time. And depending on, on what the draw's like for cows – Mate, he's, he's on my list. It just goes to show, like that stat is just, it reigns true. So mm-hmm. next year, with the top 10s are sitting, like even those seven names that I just read out then, no guarantee that they're going to be in the top 10 at the end of 2024 mm-hmm. season because statistically, it says that most of them won't be. Which yeah. is crazy. And so when we're doing the analysis of, you know, those top 10, top 20 guys, we've really got to start thinking outside the, the square here and start looking at some guys that could possibly, you know, sneak their way into the top tiers. And we also talked about the top 20. So with the stats that I put out, it was an average of nine new players in the top 20. There was 11 
Mm. New yeah. in 2023. We had SJ in there, Ponga Fafita Walsh, obviously, Greg Marju came in there, Asako, DCE, Payne Haas made his way back into the top 20, Jermaine Hopgood was there, AFB, Dane Gagai. So, yeah, and of course, like those top 20 picks, your first two rounds, it's the most crucial picks, especially if you're playing captains, because you're picking those two guys that no doubt you're going to be selecting between these two guys to captain week in, week out. So it's such an important part of your draft. And yeah, there, there's, there really is a lot of discrepancy from year to year with guys getting kicked out of the top 20 or top 10 due to injuries or, you know, poor form or their team mm. isn't performing or whatever it have been. But, yeah, just really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and look, like, there's there's been a bit of a resurgence as well for some of the halves. So guys like SJ and DCE coming back and really, really putting a um, – well, putting their best foot forward in the back end of their career. So, look, it's um, it's not just the Cleary and, and Hines show and then just wait for your half. Like, I reckon you've got to, you've got to be targeting one of those four next season. Even even with the extra year under his belt, like SJ and DC, I think both of those would be very relevant next season. For sure. SJ is going to be one that it's going to be a great conversation in the preseason just because well, the Warriors having such a good season and him himself having a really good season as well, but Aging body, getting older. Mm. Can he back up this big bit, season? Getting a few niggles at the moment. For like sure. Missed last week and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yep. yeah. It's going to be interesting. Fuck. A lot to unpack, bro. Cannot wait. All right. Let's dive straight into it, bro. What we'll do is we'll go through all the booms, all the busts, all the sleepers, and we'll talk about what we got right and what we got wrong. First up, booms. So, he picked seven booms, one for each position. <laughs> Uh, we'll go through each position first. So front row forward, coming up, walk, you had Joey Tapanay. Now, he had a 66 average last year. Uh, for this season, had a 64. So we can't count that as a boom. What, did, no. what are your thoughts on Joey here for his uh, 2023 output? Yeah, man, I, look, I feel like he, he did put the offload away a little bit at times through the season. And, um, look, one of the big key factors is the – the real, um, not really resurgence, but surgence of um, Big Red. Look, he really took a, a fair bit away. And look, you got guys like Mariotta, Gula, um, Palomar Sola as well, Solo as well. Look, he didn't have as much of an Im- impact on the games as I thought he would. And look, he didn't regress too far, um, which is good. But yeah, I was expecting him to get mid-70s, if I'm honest. For sure, for sure, yeah. Look, you're, you're happy with it. 64 definitely isn't Look, it, you know, it's, it's a bust. It, it, it's not a bust. But it's definitely but not it's, a boom. It's definitely not a boom. Yep. Like, it's it's below par, but not a bust. Yep. Uh, I had uh, Ruben Cotter, so 59 last year, 53 this year. Just didn't have a big enough role uh, in the Cowboys this year. Didn't have enough minutes. We thought that his minutes would go north of 60, sometimes 65. Mm. His minutes were cut. And because he's such a PPM machine with his base, it's tied to his Supercoach score. That's all he could do. He doesn't have a lot of upside. Scored a couple of tries here and there, but definitely he was a huge disappointment for me this year. Um, Guru, the only one that really did anything in the front row forward, boom. I wouldn't call it a boom, but he definitely got it right. Uh, Jerbo, so 50 average last year, 53 average this year. You would have got him for a song. Uh, I think you would have been happy because you probably picked him, you know, 
I don't know, around 13 plus, Jerbo. Yeah. And, and to be honest, if, you're, if you've if you got a player who's getting 50-odd average at that late in the draft in your front row forward spot, mate, that's a win and a half. Thanks for coming. And Jewel. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, we'll go on to to RF. So I like this call from you, mate, Liam Martin. Uh, you stuck it to your guns here, even though Guru shat all over this pick. 53, oh, 53 average last year. You got a 58 uh, this year. You would have got him pretty cheap in your draft, pretty oh, late. Yeah, And absolutely. to walk away with a 58, yes, it was you, you a turbulent season. Yes. He was in and out of that side. You would have been pretty pissed off with him. If you drafted him, you probably dropped him two or three times throughout the season. <laughs> but to yeah. end up in that 58 average, yeah, it's a it's a it's a boom. Boomish. It's a boom. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um what have I have? Carrigan. So mm-hmm. I, I, one of our- it was looking it was looking like a bust early in the season. I'll give you a tip for sure. So Carrigan, obviously one of our guys, one of our chub rubs, if you will, oh, big time for the twenty twenty three season. Sixty two average last year, sixty seven average this year. I'm very happy with that because he went from sort of a guy that relied a lot on his tackling, running, really good hit-ups, an offload game, all of a sudden became he, that second-phase lock with a little bit of ball skill. Fantastic for the Broncos in real-life footy, mm. not great for his super coach output. So for him to put a 67 average together with that being part of his game, super happy with that. However, I wouldn't be targeting him going forward off that 67. No, no, I think, look, he's... Um it's it, they're the bash brothers him and him and Haas and look I, he might have a bit more of a role to play with the hit ups and all that sort of stuff next season until like Fletcher Baker and all that gets settled but with Flagler going but yeah it's um it's a worry because he's just get, he's just being that link man uh, and it's there, so good for their attack. attack yeah because look, you're putting he's, he's Ezra Mam skills yeah you're putting Ezra Mam and you're putting Adam Reynolds one player further out the back to put. You know, three on twos, four and he's on such threes. A strong, he's just a strong ball runner that it warrants the attack, the defense, sorry, to, to man up on him. For and sure. they have to. And he's, he's, he's always going to pass it, but they they can't afford not to mark up on him. And it's the future of the position. Yeah. No, exactly. That's exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Teams need their locks to be able to play like that. So, yeah, for him going forward, you know, normally you'd be looking at him maybe in the third round. Now we're sort of pushing him into the fourth round, maybe even fifth round, just because, you know, I see a little bit of a regression in that 67. Do you see him at the moment in current form of all of the top three locks? And like we, we know what the top three locks are. Yo and, Yo and Murray are the other two. Do you see him as, the, as like top In real two? life? In real life? In real, in real life, not in, not in, not in. 100%. 100%. I put him in yeah. top two. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's I think he's level pegging at the moment. He's very good. Um, Unbelievably yeah. good. And he's a captain. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like he's running yeah. that side, the amount of talk that he has out there on the field, it just it's unparalleled. And he got mic'd up on that game. Oh, so good. Was, bro. I had to tap it with a cold spoon. Fucking so stiffy. Pants were tight. Um, all right, so what did Guru have? Guru had Teague Wilton. So yeah. as far as averages go, it is a boom. It was a 47 average last year, 60 average this year. But, I mean, if your player gets fucking benched forever, it's not I, really a great look, pick. Look, I, I drafted him, and if he did not get – I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did with his defensive work. 
um, with how many missed tackles between him and Moiser that they had. Um, and he was going to be dropped the week after he did his knee. So, look, it's yeah. uh, it's a boom. It's a boom. Yeah, you have to count as he played 17 games. So, yeah. normally I, I take it as a 16 game. If you've played 16 games, you get you get put into the you – know, the ranks and the tables and stuff like that. You've played enough games for your averages to be accounted um, into consideration and analysis. So, yeah, we'll give it to him. It's a yep. boom. Got a couple right there, the guru. Don't worry. He's got plenty mm. fucking wrong down here. Don't. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it, bro. Uh, all right. So, we have Hooker. Oh, so, God. this is where it split up. You two idiots took Jaden Braley. I took um, Blake. And yep. that's how it worked out. Jaden got injured, well, so you got you got a regression, and um, we just busted because you got injured. That's it. So I'll take a win there. Oh, that's sure. not a win, mate. So he oh, didn't, I, he didn't even maintain. That's not a win. He regressed. That's so win. you guys didn't have a hooker all year, and I did have a hooker all year, and I don't win against you two. What, what? What's a better pick? What's a better pick at the start of the season? The guy who played the whole season, or the guy that got injured? I mean, I don't write the rules. Just play by them, man. Well, I'm you, sorry. You genuinely do, though. That's, I got, the, that's, the, that's it's the issue. A be, it's a better pick. Blake Braley's a better pick. I know it's unfortunate that Jaden got injured, but that's the game. Half of, my, half of my fucking picks got injured. That's the game, baby. That's the <laughs> game. I got lucky. It happens. That's that's your life in a nutshell. <sighs> Blake, tick. Yeah, but he had a two-point regression. So, to be honest... And this is it. It's you're not interested in any hooker that isn't named Harry Grant. And if you pick up Blake Braley in the fifth round or whatever he got him, and he averaged fifty-seven, you'd be happy. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's the hookers out of the way. Five eights. Do we? <laughs> I he was look. In all honesty, if oh, he didn't do no. if he didn't do his um, do his knee. Dewey, Dewey, Dewey's knee. If he didn't do he didn't Dewey, he do his knee? Do his knee. If he didn't do his knee, um, no, he was on track to, to have a pretty good season. I did, like yeah, he, you get a good look over those first two games. Did you? You get a really good indication. He got a really got, good indication of the. He got, he got the, the turf, toe, turf toe in the second game, and um, look, he, he, he had a crackerjack first game. So look, those 160 minutes, you're like, yep, nah, trajectory yep. is looking good. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> I could see what was coming. I, I, I'd actually plotted out the season for him. So, oh, fuck. look, I was as disappointed as anyone. Um, I had, I had extremely high hopes, and it's a, it's a feel good story for how he's um how he's had to come back through and all that sort of stuff and it was heartbreaking to see that happen to him and also heartbreaking for my super coach team but yes geez you can pick an injured player i'll tell you that much last season i've got the kiss of death can you can you remember how fucking hard everyone was sucking dewey's and burton's dick before the season started like Mm -hmm. us included like just mouth Full of Burton Dick. I, oh, yeah. I was like, it, I was full to the brim with Birdo. And yeah. he was my 5'8 pick. I mean, I didn't go backwards. He increased by one point in average 57 last year, 58 this year. I'm, Definitely I'm not gonna, a boom. For, for what we expected from oh, him. Yeah, it's not great. Huge bust. Huge bust. Mind you, though, what surprised me was a 58 in that side. Yeah, but that's he's the only one scoring. He's for the sure. Only one scoring. How. And it just baffles me that how did he average 58? That's – I watched a fair few dogs games and I'm like, how? 
That's crazy. So there's definitely something to build on there if the Dogs can do fucking anything next season. Mm. That's a 57 last year, 58 this year in a, pardon the pun, dog shit team. <laughs> it's a great floor to work from. So Yeah. Oh, look, I think with the introduction of Crichton coming in next season um, and probably having a more solid forward pack because – I mean, they had TPJ, who was in and out of the team. He wasn't in the right headspace. They had King for a bit, but he obviously had that sternum injury, and I think that was hampering him through most of the season. They had oh, they had some injuries. The team. Oh, like, fuck. Their forward, their forward just had no go forward, and you could see even in the Supercoach stats that they were conceding the most points to forwards and to um, uh, front row forwards in particular. Mm. So, look, I think there's, there's very few half-decent halves, who can own a game when the forwards are doing their job. Yep. The, the, the issue the is- The dogs forwards just weren't doing their job. So, like, Burton was on a hide and a nothing. It's not a bad average. The issue is everyone took him in the second round. That's the issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, hopefully, he slips back to where his value sits. You know, if you get him end of round three, maybe in the round four, you get him somewhere around there. You know, that's where a pick like this, where a guy that's going to average 58 and that's his floor in a bad side, that's where, you know, it's going to pay dividends. But when everyone's talking about him, maybe picking him at pick 10 overall, Mm. oh, God, no good. And then uh, Guru had fucking Jerome Luai. Uh, 56 last year, 58 this year. Obviously got injured toward the back end of the season. Did we have a bet with him or something about Luai? Yes. Luai and um, Luai and Cody Walker maybe or other way? I don't know. Yes, was, I'll, bring that, I'll bring that up when okay. we get into okay. the busts okay. because right. he hit me with the bet when I came up with my 5-8 bust and uh, we did have a little uh, bet that was shaken on. Boy, I'll talk about that Hold soon, on. but yes. It's there. Don't worry. I fucking didn't forget about making, it. I was just making sure, man. Um, all right. So they're 5'8". Halfback, Walker, you had uh, Jamal Fogarty. So 63 last year. We we're both pretty big on um, Fogarty mm. for this season. 63, only a 53 this year. So that's a bust there. Um, yeah. You would have got him like late-ish. I guess that sixty-three. No, the sixty-three popped yeah. him up a bit. Like I was, sure. I was expecting, I was expecting um, the Raiders to have a bit better of a season, and like a lot of it off the back of Fogarty, um, especially because he's goal kicking. But yeah, it just didn't, just didn't pan out that way. Um, yeah, Raiders. Looking back, I, looking back, I, I probably would have gone Hughes if if I had my time over again, and even that. Probably wouldn't have um, hit the mark. but Well, um, with Hughes, we both sort of made an agreement that we wouldn't have Hughes in our booms because we we're both big on him. We talk about him enough that yeah, we were going to try true. and talk about two other halfbacks. So, but we'll talk about Hughes later because I think there's a little bit to talk about there. Oh, absolutely. Halfback, I had Sam Walker, 59 average last year, 60 average this year. Gets it, well, he gets dropped, then injured. So that's a bust. Didn't play the well, majority. Bust, didn't, play, didn't, didn't play more than, what, five games? But fucking unbelievable, though. Like, he comes back playing with a strained ACL, looks like that, Alfie Langer. Yeah. Um, but, like, that, it just that came, why the that fuck did week. they drop him? What are you doing? Well, Robbo's come out and said- Kid's a whiz. Yeah. Like, they were, they were trying to make him a scapegoat for the, the Roosters just not playing well. And He's the only look, cut that is. He was the only one who was actually doing something. Uh, the, yeah. the only silver lining here is that this hopefully will drive down Sam Walker um, 
and we can get some value in him for the 2024 mm. draft because I'm still super high on him. Yes, that injury was shit, but, I mean, how many fucking injuries do we have in 2023? They're everywhere. He is the oh, real yeah. deal. He is yeah, the real deal. Sure. He is that good. So it's a bust because he fucking he got injured, but, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll be still big on him for next year. Um, oh, Guru, Nathan Cleary, he went in the in the booms. Wow, coward. what a coward, coward fucking, fucking pick that is. Jesus. Here, I am, here we are, not going for our main guy. Nathan Cleary. We're, we're, we're going, You've we're going be the fucking kidding me. Oh, God. I mean, the, bi- the big miss out of those ones is obviously DC and, um, and SJ. My boom is water's going to be wet next year. <laughs> no, my, my, my boom is um, Nico Hines. Yep. Yeah, he's going yeah. to be a decent. I, I will. I will say this: when Guru did pick this, he goes, he will put ten points on his average. And what did he do? Mm, he fucking he did, he did put yeah. ten points on his average. Eighty points last year and an average of ninety this year. Yeah, he might be a coward, but he's rarely wrong. Yeah, and he's fucking bang on there. But uh, yeah, still a coward pick, one hundred percent. Yeah, like you said, DCE. Obviously, no one was, and well, the reason no one was super high on him is because we all expected. Turbo to have uh, a season where he was actually playing the majority of games. And we've mm. seen the correlation between Turbo, DCE, DCE, Turbo. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it just it just really didn't play well. And we were actually not that low on him. We still had him in the top 20 in our projections. Yeah. Just not, you know, as high as what he ended up being. Just especially how he came home in the back end of the season. What a fucking wet sail. He was near unstoppable. Mm. I, and- I had him as, um, in second and third round in two of my legs. So, yeah, I, like DC, I and- can play it out of his skin. That's something we should talk about in the preseason as well, picking big dicks, big alpha players in teams that we know aren't going to be playing finals football. Because mm. when the pressure is off and they've got nothing to play for, they're just playing out the season – it's so good for Supercoach. It really is. The ball gets thrown around. Points are getting yeah. put on. Like, Manly is just such a good uh, example of that in the last sort of two, three games there with uh, Kohler, Saab, DCE just putting up tons left, right, and center. It was sexual uh, Supercoach play there. And there's, there's a bit of a correlation there, obviously, with guys that are obviously yeah. the, the number one or number two in their side and then playing with free abandonment and no pressure. And all of a sudden, you know, it's fantastic for Supercoach. It's bloody hard to crystal ball it, though, with, um, oh, yeah. with who may or may not be um, in contention at the end of the season. Like, I mean, there's, there were three teams that I didn't think were going to make the, make the eight this year. Um, well, it was the closest uh, through the majority of the season. It was the closest season mm, to date that I can remember yeah. of. So, yeah, really hard. But it is it is interesting that that sort of correlation with super coach points and playing pressure-free footy. I think another list that we should probably pull together for next season, and it's just come to my mind, is the flat track bully list. Because there's a lot of players who – prop up their averages and I'm including Nico Hines in this. Mm. They prop up their averages against weaker defensive teams. Yep. And then they go missing in those big games. Um obviously like the the sharks in general, yeah. But um but other players like that. And then you have the opposite, which is like you Cam Munster. So in the big games he typically will fire. I was just going to say, what about the big dick, big stage uh, list? There's only one guy on yeah. it, which is Cam Munster, but it's a short list, but he's on it. Oh, I talk, But in saying that, 
Where was where was he against the Broncos last week? Well, that's true. Like yeah, in um in Supercoach, he scored. Where was anyone with a purple points. jersey that game? Well, that's the thing. It wasn't just on his shoulders. It was and, fucking and everyone went missing. Yeah, I mean they they had a couple of injuries and all that sort of stuff, so it ruined a bit of the flow for them. Mm. All right, let's yeah. keep let's keep chugging let's along keep- here. It's gonna fuck it. We'll be here forever. We've got plenty of players to go through here. So. Where are we up to? CTW's big CTWs. call. Yeah, I mean, this is a call that we're all pretty big on. Walker, you went Brian yep. Toto, 59 average last year, 71 average this year. That is a big mm-hmm. boom candidate. Bang, bang, bang. We knew it was going to be. It was the safest yeah. call um, in the preseason. I was expecting to get close to 80, to be fair. But, I mean, 75, but yeah. They still, they still kicked away from him. They still tried to put get the ball away from him um, and have him do his own little work out of the um, their own end, not from kicks. It was clear. He went on a bit of a try-scoring run towards back True. of the season, and that's really helped prop him up. But, um, yeah, I think if you had him at the start of the season, you probably would have been a little bit disappointed, but he turned it on towards the back end for sure. Yeah. I think I drafted him. <sighs> I have. I actually have got it here. Um where, where, where did I draft him? Round three, pick 32. So pick 32 uh, at a 71 average. Yum. Mm, I'll take that. Yum, 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 yum. I had... Talk about booms, bro. <laughs> Greg Mazu. Greg Mazu. 55... Average last year, 77 average this year. Unstoppable. Eclipsed my opinion of him. I thought he might get up around that 65 average, maybe put 10 points on that 55. But no, he was fucking fantastic. And especially when they moved KP back to fullback and that left edge for the Knights started humming. I mean, he was scoring tries for fun. And he's the top of old where 55 was him with no try. You were getting 55 points when he didn't score a try. And he scored and one try, of, he was getting 90. It's kind of the most impressive thing about him is yep. that he's not solely relying on tries like a like a, a Sivo or a Ravalawa or something like that. He he does have um, base progression as he goes through. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a very tasty call. Now, the interesting thing to talk about in the preseason with Greg Marzu is the regression that To'o got. Now, I defenses and oppositions, are they going to play Greg Marzu like they play Brian To'o, kick away from him, keep the ball away from him, make him run across the the entire field to have hit-ups, things like that, because we, we saw- The smart halves that have to do that. How much it hurt To'o as average, right? So that is something to think about. You know, Yes, Greg Marzu was the 11th averaging player and super coach for 2023, but I feel like there's going to be some regression there because oppositions will know how to keep him out of the game. Yeah, I don't think it's his ceiling that hurts; it's his floor that hurts with that. Yep. And um, yeah, we, we, we and that's that's essentially what happened with Toto last season, combined with a drop in his attacking output. So yep. yeah, I I don't think there'll be an equivalent drop in attacking output for. Marju, I think it'll be maintained because obviously being on the left, it's going to be the Rolls-Royce location. But um, a lot of it will depend on who who's going to play wing next season for um, for Dom Young. Mm. Well, because if, it, if, if you've got a, um, an equivalently strong ball runner, 
that whole mentality of kicking it away from Maju is probably just not going to really get much water. Yeah. Well, a whole bunch of water. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot there's a lot to, to unpack with that. I don't and think I, think I don't think, I think there is. People, Unless it's Brian Todd, there really. isn't an equivalently strong ball runner as Greg Marzu. They just don't mm. exist. There's two players in the whole entire league that are, are that caliber of a winger for ball running. Anyone else is going to be the lesser of two evils. So you yeah. know they're gonna kick it away from him. Like even now, like Dom Young is a strong ball runner. Like he's he's mm. one of the top guys. You'd rather him run the ball, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, it's interesting because yeah, that seventy seven, that's that's way up there, baby. So definitely got that right, that one right. This is an interesting one, Guru. He picked his boy Isaac Tungo, sixty average last year, sixty eight average this year. Obviously hit with injuries a lot throughout the year. Is this a boom? Look, if he didn't get injured, yes. Um, how many games did he play? He only played 14. Can't have it. 16's oh. the number. Oh. oh, Can't give it to you, brother. That's harsh. Sorry. I'll take, I'll, I'll take that. Sorry. So, but, yeah, I mean, without the injury, fuck, he was looking good. Well, considering I've got I've copped a couple of injuries already, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we had fullback. You had Will Kennedy, who, if he didn't get injured... 100%. Huge boom. 52 average. Turned it into well, a 65. Well, he still played 19 games, so yeah, I'm we'll taking t- that as a boom. That's a boom, the for bank. sure. Um, yeah, just couldn't make the team well, 13, at the back end of the 13 on his average. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Just um, just got outplayed by Connor Tracy towards the end there and um, couldn't make the team. Oh, fuck off. He, was, he, he did was, his hemi, mate. He did his hemi. It wasn't he right to go towards the end no. there? No. He was he he was he was possibly going to be rushed in, but um, I heard he was good to go for two two of the last games. No, he was on the extended bench. I have to look um, into that because I think they preferred Connor Tracy there at the end. No way. Mm, have to look into it. That's what I heard. Okay. I mean, Connor Tracy was playing well, but he wasn't playing that well. Better than Kennedy, for know, sure. For sure. The 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 runs was he making like 20, 21 runs a game at the back there, Connor Tracy? I mean I mean I'm a little bit biased because I'm a huge You're Kennedy massive. fan. You're massively biased. But I would I, I would I, I much will, you've got enough ball players in that side, Sharks. You just need work out of the backfield. You just need guys mm-hmm. hitting it up, getting them out of trouble. That's what Kennedy brings. Uh, that's what uh Tracy brings. You're right, that is what Kennedy brings. Oh no Kennedy Ken- brings Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy brings to the side hit ups. Do you watch rugby league? You're kidding know, yourself. I know bro. he's got no base, mate. I know he's got no base. He's got a lot of try assists in him, though. Loves attacking that right edge. I wonder if he makes a team next year. It's an interesting one because where where do they fit? Um, where do they fit Tracy in? Like, do, I'm I'm 100 of the opinion Talakai needs to move to back row. He doesn't have the lateral movement to work effectively in defence at centre. You gotta have Kennedy. Oh, you gotta have Tracy there somewhere, don't you? Yeah. He's proved no, it sure. time. Him, what does this fucking bloke have to do? If you're if you're any other club, any other club, you're looking at Tracy just going, oh, mate, come to our club, bro. You'll be yeah. I can't I can't believe starting thirteen every year. The Eels didn't week. pull the trigger on that mid season. Because you know how there were those rumors that he was gonna go mid season to the Eels? Mm. I can't believe they didn't pull the trigger on that. 
it's wild. It is wild. Um, I picked turbo bust. It was going to be a big old uh, boom. What do we do with turbo next year? That is the big question. Fucking hell. Because, because it's you not, know we're going to be it, big on him again. Because, it's not, because it wasn't a leg injury, I think I'm ready to be hurt again. Yeah, we all, we all will be. We all will be. <laughs> we all will be. I can see like it now. That, that, average, that average sets him top 10. Yeah. One, two, three. Oh, yeah. Four, no, it does. Five, six. Sixth. Highest scoring average. You know, there's going to be 11. value there too because people are going to be so people, are people are scared sc- away. People are scared this year. People are going to be so scared next year. Oh, I'll still be scared, but I, I, I'm if he's if he's available and I and I'm could you could you do it? Could you pick? Could you pick Turbo top ten okay. after the season you just had? No, I <laughs> I would definitely I would definitely do he's it. There pick he's there at pick ten. He's there. He's pick ten. Would you do it? Fuck that's scary for you, bro. If I've if I if I've got ten and eleven, I probably will to be honest. Oh yeah. I love it. Anyway. Fuck that that's would, um, his name is uh, going to be on the agenda for sure. Uh, it's not a it's it's not a problem that I want to deal with though, again. S- scary. But scary. It, it, if you're in a captain's league, holy dooly. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Uh and then Guru nailed it. Ponga. 50 yeah, average I mean, like, into 87. Up, second half of the season, he nailed it like nothing else. 37 first, first on his average. Real, real scratchy. 37 on average. That's fucking wild. He he makes, for me, he makes his way top five pick next year. If you're in a captain's league, yeah, he's there. And I think the the off season, I, I'd, I'd be hoping that he doesn't play any rep, rep footy. Has the full off season to get his head right, all that sort of stuff. Um, give him a little bit of time away from head knocks and all that sort of jazz, um, because obviously he's he's one solid head knock away from spending a good period of time on the sideline. He's a league winner. It's like Turbo. It's like if it works out for you, he plays the majority of the season. He, he plays there when you need him. He'll win you a league. It's as simple as that. It's like you just got to weigh it up. Is the risk worth the reward? And usually on this podcast we say yes. Just right. balls from, up from do from it. round eighteen onwards. Round eighteen, Bulldogs, hundred and eighty points. <sighs> round twenty, West Tigers, hundred and thirty two points. <sighs> round twenty one, Storm, ninety six points. <sighs> round twenty two, Canberra, hundred and twenty two points. Jesus. Dolphins, round twenty three, hundred and twenty one points. Bulldogs, round twenty four. 77 points bunnies round 25 91 points and sharks round 26 128 points yeah that is got to be one of the best closing runs yep. like we've ever 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 seen he's won leagues this year that's yep. what he's done oh, easily, easily he has won people leagues yeah no i love him incredible I, yep i'm big on him so i'll be talking a lot i'll be all over his stick for 2024 for sure all right. Do you think? Do you think he retains the five eight? I don't think he does. Mm, interesting. They, they, yeah. The the big wigs over at um, they do love taking. They do love taking away yes. when a player is established in a certain position. Yeah. Like mm. for all accounts, he's never moving back to five eight. 
in the in the foreseeable future. So I, I can't. I think that he is going to just be solely fullback next yep. season, and it does take a bit of the shine away from him. Oh, for sure, having that five eight was super handy. Mm. Super handy. Like yeah. he was, he was the premier five eight of the season. Obviously. Anyway, put it on the agenda. Fuck yep, me. Absolutely. All right, let's get into some busts again. Same thing. Picked a bust for every position. We'll try and go through these a little bit quicker. Walker, you had at front row forward, you had my boy JWH. Not really a bust. 43 average last year, 44 this year. You would have got him probably off free agents after your draft. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, not exactly what I thought he was going to do. I thought he would Mm -hmm. average around the 50, but... Didn't go any worse than he did last year. Just the suspensions um, that really fucking kicked us in the dick. I went Joe Offer. I've nailed this. 61 average last year, 35 this year. It was a big stay away. I mean, we all were all, all over this pick, yeah. Joe Offer, as, as a um, as a bust. Well, I mean, we're, we're, all, we're all over, like, any of the Tigers forwards, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, for sure. So that was a, that was a big one. Guru, again, backed it up with another Tigers uh, front row forward here with Clemmer. 64, average down to 51. Nailed that as well. Mm, yep. 2RF. And we sung this one from the hilltops as loud as we could. Got a little bit of pushback by some of the rubbers as well on this, saying, no, 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 he can re- replicate it. No, no, 63 average, dropped down to 57. Obviously had some injuries, but was nowhere near as effective with his try scoring as he was in the previous season. Huge bust. We got it right. Yeah. And look, I think the kicking game, they didn't rely solely on um, tries by kicks. And that's that's Nano's bag. It's a a tangible that you can't always replicate. It's so, Mm. do you know what I mean? Like we talked about this at nauseam. So hopefully everyone listened to us and let him slip on through to the keeper because he was a no-go uh, for hookers, you had Josh Hodgson. <laughs> nailed that's it. That's a that's that's a bust, mate. I nailed love it. that. Nailed Fucking nailed it. that. Nailed it. I had uh, Damien Cook, seventy five average. I said, don't. Was he the was he the second top averaging hooker as well for this year? Oh no, that would have been um that would have been JMK. Maybe. He was yeah. he was so seventy five average. I just said, look, people. I'm not saying he's going to have a bad season, but do not draft Damien Cook off a 75 average. So 65, mm-hmm. that was sort of in his wheelhouse. Yeah, we knew he the, would be around the, there. He was the second second highest averaging hooker this yep. season. Yep. And if you had taken him at 75, you would have been drafting him sort of mid to late round one. If you took him where we told you to pick him, which was at the back end of round two, lovely. 65, hooker, thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want to be um, – there was a lot of regression in some of the scores this season. So, yeah, hooker's not the position it used to be with um, with point scoring. So No, scary. Now, Guru took JMK, and we were all on this train because we were like, look, uh, you know, Bennett, he's the death of all supercoach hookers. JMK, he's not going to replicate that 58. He'll go down to like a 50, 55 average. He mm. came out average 63. Obviously, in there that side with some injuries towards the Arguably back end of the season. the most important player in that team. Oh, easily. Easily. He absolutely killed it. So, yeah, that's a fail from the guru there. Mr. McGuru got that one wrong. Mm. Uh, what do we got here? 5-8, you took Dill Brown. 
so he averaged 74 last year, averaged 77 this year. I think the yeah. suspension really saved you here because he was on track to average maybe 100. He was um, <laughs> he was really having a good end of the season. Fucking and, oath. Um, obviously, probably too good for um, his own good. The the Sheaf got him in trouble. But, um, yeah, I got that one wrong. Only by three points, but, yeah, it was, um, it was a bit lucky. I really hope that that suspension and that the games towards the back end, you know, without Moses inside, Parramatta aren't going to be in the forefront of people's um, draft he'll slip, thoughts. He'll slip next season. <sighs> that is... That is arousing to me because Deal Brown is the real deal for Supercoach. He is why, he's why a they, top ten. He is a top ten pick. Deal Brown. He like I, I'm not 100 pushing back on it. It's just yeah, five eight's a, a, a tough spot, isn't it? Would you draft Deal Brown or Cam Munster first? After what I've received from Munster this season, probably. Jill Brown. Same. Which yeah. means he has to be in the top ten. <sighs> yeah, I, I like him. I, I don't I don't think that I don't think the Munster is a set top ten at all. Yeah, probably probably not now. Um but yeah, it's just definitely a conversation to be had around these five eights, because the five eight position is disgusting. Mm. And I think Dill Brown will be tippy top of it next year. Yep. Um here we go. My bust, Jerome Luai. Now, I got this one wrong because he actually increased his average by two. But uh, Guru was just all over with this. Oh, Luai is going to be the saviour. He's going to be so fucking good. Um, oh, what do you want? 100 buck bet. Let's, let's, I go, well, what do you think he'll average? He says 62. I said, oh, mate, he'll go under that. $100 bet. Shook on it. Thanks for coming. You owe me. He owed me some dosh again, Guru, for the second or third time this season. Thanks oh, for coming. God. Jeez, I'm making, I'm making bank off the Mr. McGuru. <laughs> oh, the Roo. Oh, oh Luai. No, 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 no. So, yeah. I mean, he I got- He was so confident too. He was. He was. I mean, it's not a bust. Um, if you had a drafted him at that 56, you're pretty happy. But um, yeah, if you had a, if you had a drafted him taken into account at 62 average that we were, he was expecting- then Look, you might be a bit disappointed. What about this next one? Gets worse for the guru. 5'8 bust, Cody Walker. Now, there's a few things to unpack here, Walker, we as you know. We pushed back big time on this. So Cody Walker averaged 57 last year, put up a 69, nice, this year. <laughs> and we were talking about Cody Walker as a sleeper because of that 57. And guru comes out and goes, uh, he'll be lucky to reach that 57 average. And he harped on about it. I mean, I don't know if you've all seen the reel I put up about this. Cut it all up with the guru saying, yeah, look, might not even get 50 average, blah, blah, blah. He definitely won't beat the 57. I wouldn't even touch him in the fifth round. Kept going on and on about it. And then fucking- twist. What, the second round rolls around for guru, I think, in his draft. And who does he pick up? The biggest bust of all time, Cody Walker. He must have listened to us. I think so. I, I mean, so. it'd be smart. To, we've got the we've got the influence. It is smart to listen to us when we're talking about Supercoach drafts. So, yep. yeah, I, I love that bus call from um, the Mister Maguru. That was fucking <laughs> unbelievable. Um, halfbacks, few of the same here. You had uh, Jacko. Guru had Jacko. 
he had a 52 average the year before, 50 average this year. A little bit of a bust there, but you know it was more about telling people don't get sucked into the scores that he put up when he was playing lock. Yeah, no, exactly right. So got that got that right there. I had Mitch Moses, so 70 average last year, 68 average this year. I'll take it. And, I mean, he did get injured when you probably needed him the most. So if you stayed mm. away from Mitch Moses in your drafts because I said he was a bust, I think it worked out well for you. Um, still played solid for the majority of the season. You know, dropped two points in average. Uh, yeah. We were really big on Dill Brown and Mitch Moses having a regression season because they had a career season in 2022. But those two just kept pumping along. Um, the only thing that we'll talk about is a guy in a second when I bring up the fullback, but it's going to be interesting because we'll talk about these halves in tandem with Gutho as well. Um, for CTW, you had Garrick as a bust, 71 last year, 71 this yeah. year. I mean, the, the injury to, to Turbo really yeah. flipped the script on that one. Yep. Like if he plays the full season at at, um, at wing slash center, I think we're having a different conversation. For sure. For sure. He is, though, he is putting his hand up as one of those elite super coach players, though. Even he, if he's absolutely. playing wing, you know he's playing wing because Turbo is playing fullback and he probably averages 65 plus, might even average 71 out there in the wing as well. And the thing you've got to remember is if, if Turbo is playing, chances are they're scoring more points. Goals. And who's going to be kicking the mm-hmm. goals? Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it might be time for us to stop fading Garrick and just believe in him because he's shown us for a few seasons now. Yeah. Uh, CTW, I took Talakai to have a bit of a regression from that 60 points. He did, average 56. Now, another one where Guru was very bullish on me being wrong here. He, he did. He goes, oh, let's have another bet. We I looked through the tape. We didn't shake on it. But let me just chalk this up with another fucker win against the Mr. Maguru because, yes, he was very bullish on Talakai to beat that 60 average, and I just now, wasn't now the, having one, anything from it. Now, the one thing that I will say in Guru's favor is he was a bit in and out of the side towards the back end of the season. Because um, of his defense, we know. Like, because his defense. Surely you know that when you're drafting him, that that's an issue. Same with your draft. One of the one of the one of the interesting things in his score is that he only scored four tries through the season. Like, I think there's, I think there's, um, sorry, five tries. There's, there's, I think there's huge um, potential for his ball running game and, and stuff like that. Did but you did you draft he, him to try, score tries though? We know that he doesn't score tries. Ronaldo Multalo does. Like he's a block play. Yeah, and, and you can see, well, he's he also got um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine try assists as well through the season. So, look, I, I think the I think if he does end up playing center, I think sixty points is about where you're expecting him. Um, but I, I can't see a situation where they keep him there. Yeah, it's they, it's they too. Have, they have to have him in the back row or something like that. Too much volatility. If you're drafting him at a 60 average for what he possibly could get with that volatility in the side, whether he's going to be in, whether he's going to be playing back row, like is he getting dropped because of defense, it's just somebody else's problem, please. Yeah. Um, so, no, chalk it up for a win. Uh, we had Guru CTW right wing for the Roosters, he said. 
Now, <laughs> he did specify this. He goes, I don't care if Joey Suoletti gets moved back over there. I just want no part in it. So I went back and I just looked at the games that Joey Suoletti played right wing for the Roosters. He averaged I mean, 78 he scored a there. boatload. 78 he averaged at right wing for the Roosters. So another one of your, your good calls there, Guru. Just nailing it here in the bus section. Have you got he's one? Not, he's not afraid. At least he's not afraid of putting himself out there. Whew. He might be completely wrong, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Good that's uh, that's definitely completely wrong there. Uh, Gutho, for you, fullback bust. Yeah. Now, Look, I, sixty-eight I, average last year, sixty-nine average this year. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be putting my hand up right now and saying if Dill Brown and and Dill Brown plays the whole season and uh, Moses plays the whole season, I'd be hundred percent right. Correct. That didn't happen. Correct. Because and that's- the only time he went on that fucking run of scoring hundreds on the trot, Dill Brown wasn't in the team. He steps up when one of them's not playing because he's he has a, he's to. A huge, he's a huge player. Like, they're both there. Like, what, he plays he's such his role. an effort player. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Guffo. Like he's not, he hasn't got super, super silky skills like a lot of lot of fullbacks. He's, he's in that Dylan Edwards mold. So this like, presents big regression. Right for next season, mm, yeah. Moses Brown both in this side. You're looking at that 69 average. You know he might. It might be only what a four or five point regression or something like that. He might float around that 63, 65 average. But it's definitely something to dive into with him playing with both his halves healthy and him playing with one of them not in the side. Might be something that I'll do a little bit of a deeper dive into and get some actual numbers for so that I'll- one. I'll just pull up what his average was before he went on that run. So his average before he went on that run was well, it was actually about sixty-eight. So he went on the run and then he had a bit of regression towards the back end. So interesting. It's very yeah. interesting. It's one it that I'll, I'll be I'll be diving into just to have a look at. Um, fullback, I had Garrick. We talked about him, and Guru had Ryan Pappenhausen as his bust, wow. which was that's a nice bang little on. play. Yeah, yeah, he had, a, he had a couple of them. I he, mean, he picked he, he picked a guy who's injured at the time. Yeah, I, at yeah. least I, I picked I picked Josh Hodgson before he got injured. At least, jeez, fucking Pappenhausen, disgrace, poor cunt. All right, let's get into sleepers now. Yeah, plenty wrong here. Granted, we're talking about sleepers. These are guys you're probably going to get round 12, round 13 plus, maybe guys on your bench. So front row forwards, you had the Saifidi bros, nowhere nowhere near it. And then I didn't even worse. I was so fucking high on Royce Hunt. He averaged 33. That's a no-go. Guru probably did the best out of all of us. He had Stefano, um, Mm. and he averaged 48. It's front row forward, though. We're not expecting to um, to pull a rabbit no. out of the hat. So. And f- especially with our ones, like Saifidi and Royce Hunt, this was your 17th pick. So yeah. that doesn't work out. Who the fuck cares? You drop him, you pick someone else of free agents. It doesn't matter. Um, for 2RF, you had Adam Elliott, ended up average 51. Just disappointing all it was year. Such, such a, a meh season from him. Yep, and we were just waiting for it to click. And and when I had him in my side, I was watching him and I'd see him turn around and have a sneaky little offload or he'd put someone in a gap and I'm going, oh, here we go. Fuck yeah, I'd get movement. And then he'd go off and never come back on again. 
Mm, yeah. So, I mean, you probably got him really late, but it would have been, it's, look, I had him, he was in and out of my side all year, and it was just a roller coaster that I, I could have done without, to be honest. So, yeah, for sure. Um, Schuster, <laughs> I had Schuster. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he averaged 45. Um, that surprised me that he averaged 45. Look, he, um, he had a couple of really good games, but, he was such a passenger in almost every other game where he didn't do something fucking crazy. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, he put so, he put a fair few points on his 25 average from last year, but <laughs> still not what we all expected him to be. Um, no, he's got, not at all. He's got so much potential. Just, I don't know what the fuck's going on there, but yeah. Um, Guru had uh, Jobo. Uh, we talked about him earlier. We I mean, had him as a boom, so. Yeah, yeah he was all over his dick. Yeah. Hooker, you had Aaron Clark. That didn't work out that for us either. Well. Ended up with Look, the 36. I was, I, was, I was expecting him to play either, either lock or hooker. And look, that just just didn't pan out, did it? No, no. Oh, well. I had Tanner Boyd. He ended up with a 49 average. Now, it depends where you he got looked Tanner good at, Boyd. He looked, he looked good at parts of the season, but, I mean, everyone was on over his dick because of how he Classic. Um, finished last season yep. and classic and his price and yes. everyone was talking yeah, about yeah. him and it did drive the value um to fuck all in draft so depends where you got him like if you got him in the eighth ninth round at a 49 average a dual position player hooker halfback maybe not too bad but if you had to reach for him round five around six no go yeah no exactly right um what about this one the maguru hooker sunny luke 26 that's, um, average for the that's, year. That's a no bueno. <laughs> no, bu- no bueno. No bueno. No uh, bueno. 5'8", Wooker. Nailed it. Cody Walker. <laughs> In the, from the clouds. How good. 69. Nice. <laughs> um, interested to get your thoughts on this one. I had Luke Keary. Ended up with a 54 average. I don't hate that. I, I, I wasn't expecting him to get much higher than that, to be honest. You would have um, got him fucking late. Super late. Yeah. Super late. And I think because he was he was the big swinging dick all season. Yep. Because um, well, Walker was out. It was a, it was a team. It was a team that just could not attack. So anything that happened whatsoever, it wasn't really coming from Teddy. So it was coming from Kiri. Um, he's look not hating it, but yeah, it's it's a win ish. Yeah, I, suppose. I think you would have got him pretty late. Like I, I'm thinking. I can't remember what when I said to draft him, but it, I would have been talking about you know round round eight, round nine, round ten, mm. around there. Um, five eight guru had Schuster, yeah. Oh, what well, we spoke about him. We speaking about him. Uh, halfback, you had uh, Isaiah Katawa from the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, I mean, look. So far as how his season went, look, he ended ended the season by not starting and all that sort of stuff. But look. I think he he progressed quite well. It was worth um, a flyer, just not, just not as quickly as I was expecting. Yeah, so it was worth I think a game. He's going to be much better for the run next season. Last pick in the draft, you pick him up, you see how he goes. Didn't work out. Ah, well, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, I went Fogarty. Uh, I was on the same sort of page as mm. you with Fogarty, so it's a no go there because you would have had to have picked him up in round four, round five. Yeah. Uh, Guru went Milf. I was fucking. It's a bit of a how you go and call that, that one. That is that one is from the fucking class, yep. Jesus. And this is probably your equivalent as my Mazu call, and that's 
Bradman best at CTW for your sleeper. Mm. Ended He's up averaging well. 60. That was that was a nice call from you because you, you could have, have you could have almost picked you could have almost picked him up in round 15, 16, 17. Mate, he might have been on freeze. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So great call there. Got that one right. I had Ken Mamalo. I don't think he plays NRL anymore. So nice one from me. No. <laughs> Guru CTW Taruva, great call. Uh yep. yep. So and this especially because he's dual as well. Because this was before the May injury, so he was he mm. had his guru hat on for this one. It was a, a real big. This kid could be anything. Call so nailed that one. Ponga, you you had him at fullback, eighty seven. We know that's a fucking yeah. huge call. Yep. We all got that one right. I had uh, Xavier Savage, which is weird. Came back from that um, broken jaw. Not exactly sure what happened at the club, but they just wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah, I think they did. They just went in a different direction. Um, they got Chris Some, uh, had a few games. He, he started to started to gel, started to work on on his game at fullback, and something has happened at the club. Like Savage got- was obliterating New South Wales Cup. Yeah, but he wasn't that. He, like he hasn't really. He's not even. He's not even selected as as fullback at the moment in cup. That's what so I mean. Something's is. happened every time he's put the jersey on, scoring tries, breaking tackles, making line breaks. Whether it's off field stuff or I've got no idea, but something's happened there. Mm. Like the kid's got skill. Something's oh, he's got skills. There. He's got skills, but he hasn't really been performing in cup either. I don't think. No, that's what I'm saying. I've, oh, I was keeping God. an eye. Don't worry. I, he was in my team. I was keeping an eye. I'm going, oh, he's looking good. They're going to put him in any second. Just didn't happen. And then he just I was, I was talking more along the lines of towards the back end of the season because oh, as soon okay. as Chris got injured towards the back end of the season, I was expecting Savage to get named. And then they've done the complete opposite and gone, oh, no, let's, let's put Rapata back there. Yeah, I don't know. Some, whether he's got some off-field stuff that's I – don't, I don't know. There's something yeah. else going on there for sure. Get, get your tinfoil hat off, Hunt, Jesus Christ. Well, you explain it to me. A guy that was playing at such a high level at fullback with the it one on his back. It, it could have been something to do with it in the training sessions. He wasn't applying himself. It could have been something to do with he wasn't he wasn't um, going that well in the training runs. You just don't know. And, and you know, Sticky's a bit fucking fickle with things as well. Well, there's something deeper there. You know, something personal. Who knows? Maybe, so, maybe he's a weak gutter dog. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Um, so, yeah, no go there. Jeez, uh, laying the burden on the poor kid. Fuck. I hope, I hope it isn't something personal because Walker's, Walker's just shat all over that. He doesn't give a <laughs> fuck about it. Get up, you weak cunt. Um, and then Guru had Walsh. Wow. Yeah, now that. We all that's loved a, it. That's a, that's a real good one. We all. I, I was listening back to this podcast, and when he said Walsh, we were all just... It was just sounds like that for about 15 minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. it was just deep-throating Walsh and just talking about how hot he is, how good he is. And just a little preview into next season, there's going to be more of that because yeah. I'm he's more in love. Sure. He's top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm more in love with him now. I'm and, more in love with him. I didn't he, think it was possible, but I am. He's, he's, he's a tough player as well. Like he's... He's got that little bit of um, little bit of prick about him, like like a lure, but he backs it up, and he he's different person off field. He is well. special. Mm. 
And that is that is I love him. Love that him. is looking at him as a rugby league player. Like he's obviously mm-hmm. supersonic for super coach, but we are witnessing a special rugby league player. And you forget that he didn't even have a full season last year. This is his fucking first full season. And you think next season, like a full preseason after oh. having a final series, after having a, a win in the Origin series? Oh, oh, oh. Do you think that I just finished? Not- oh my god! I just like, finished. He is. He is going to go. Going to be plenty of that. Stratospheric next season. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Love him. Get him up here. I want to buff him. Woo, Walsh. <laughs> um, all right. So then we had three absolute stayaways. You had Hodgson, Tick, Broncos and Panthers hookers, Tick, Tigers pack, Tick. tick. Three from three. Yeah, I, good. I had Ben Hunt, 59. It's not an absolute stayaway, but yeah, I know I know what you were going for. Like you, you everyone's picking him up to, to get 65. Dragons were just horrible as well. Mm. Cheese, that worked out well. Um, yep. And Luai, I mean, depends where you drafted him. But it more of, yeah. it, for me, it was more that I'm just never, ever drafting Ben Hunt or Luai. Um, <laughs> well, the Ben Hunt thing is more close to home. Yeah. Well, so is Luai, really. So, so is Luai. I just don't <laughs> like him. Um, Guru had Raiders forwards, but then went and drafted Joey Patapane, so go figure. Well, and he, and he had um, Big Red in his team as well. He did too. He did too. Fuck. <laughs> He's just a walking contradiction, what a, isn't what he? What an absolute turncoat. Uh, he had Don't Draft Mitch <laughs> Kenny, probably because he wanted fucking Sonny Luke to play, and yep. Hooker's not named Harry Grant, and then it should have been dot, 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 Sonny Luke. He... But, yeah, that is something to live I, I by, though. To... Do not draft hookers not named Harry Grant. That's yeah. where we're at now. That's literally it. And even Harry Grant. I mean, even Harry Grant. Yep. Like, you you own him for most of the season. Like, it, his scores are so fluctuating. And, like, yes, he put on a bit of ceiling this season, which is great, but his floor just went away. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, I'm. I'd be heaps concerned because he's not a captaincy option. He's sub ten now. He's not in the top oh, ten. Oh, he's me. not. He's not top ten. He, I put him in the same category as Munster. Yeah. Yep. Like if you, if you had top the twenty, t- top twenty for sure. Yeah. Well, even if you had the turn pick and you could partner Harry Grant with an upside player, like that's the problem with Harry Grant is you can't captain him with confidence every week. But if you could go, say you got a Dylan Brown if you're in, on the if turn. You're in non- and got Harry Grant with Dylan Brown. I love that. Like I love. If you're in a that. non-captain's league, it props him up a little bit. But if you're in a captain's league, going so early on a player that doesn't have upside, it can hurt you big time. It's all upside. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like if you could, if you could get him on the turn and partner him with an upside guy, I like it. But I picked him round eight, which I think, with how he averaged, what did he average? Like in the seventies, probably. Hmm. It's probably at his value. He averaged, well, he averaged 73.5. So, yeah, it's pretty much bang on round, you know, round one, around that sort of pick six, seven, eight. So, it just, the captaincy issue was the problem for me. I yep. just had a real issue captaining him. If you're playing captain. Just it's just a bit of a nightmare. Trust me when I say this, because I lived through it. I just lived through it, and I was. It got to the point where I was captaining Marzu over him, and I was captaining mm. um, who else? Uh, Manu was on my side. And I was captaining him over him, like 
to my detriment because I I ended up getting so used to not captaining Harry Grant. I didn't captain him when he fucking scored when 140. Yeah, but that hurts. He just wasn't doing it the whole year. Like he just couldn't trust mm. him to do it. So yeah, interesting. All right, so every year we pick a guy. Every year we pick one guy that we are just like, this is the guy that we're backing to have a big season, a guy that is going to well and truly beat his ADP, a guy that is going to bust expectations and just kill it. A couple of years ago, we had Nico Hines. I don't know if you guys have heard us talk about that, but like when everyone was saying that he's not a top 20 pick, we were saying, oh, he's a top 10 pick. But anyway, um, yeah, we did say that. Uh, This year, we had Jerome Hughes. Now, a lot of pushback, which I love it when we get pushback because it means the call is spicy. And we want our main- We go for spicy picks. Yes, we want our main chub rub to be spicy. We want a spicy chub rub. That's what we fucking want. Jerome Hughes. Now- this is borderline, very borderline at the moment because we were saying he was a top 10 pick. So if you got him at pick 10, we were happy with it. He was more sort of in our rankings floating around that 12, 13 pick for most mm. of the preseason. But we were saying, he's our boy. If you want to go hard on him, if you want to get him at pick 10, we back it. Now, And, it's, and it, was the, it was the strength of schedule as well for the finals. Exactly, exactly. Now, he had an up and down season, had plenty of 30s in his scores. But the thing that really turned me on about him, and this is pretty much why we had him so high, which was the strength of schedule in the back end of the season. So round 22, 156. 156. Round 23, he missed that game. Round 24, 90. Round 25, 109. Round 26, 82. So he averaged 109 in those last four games. I mean, and that, that gets you into the into the finals and a captaincy option there as well. Every week. Or yep. VC option. Yep. So. It's huge. I've got to give us the tick there, surely. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there were a few doubters, myself included, throughout the season, especially halfway through the season, about what do we do with Jerome Hughes. For sure. Yeah, throughout the whole and, entire season. I mean, it was more look, of a storm issue, wasn't it? It was a storm issue. Um, and look, they, they're one of the great attacking teams, but I mean, at times they, they just, things just fell away from them. Um, they turned it on towards the back end of the season. And we, and we saw that with his, obviously, his scores through the, um, those final series. So, look, I, I reckon the, the storm will be coming out next season a different team. They'll be they'll be a lot more sharper in attack, and yeah, I, I'm backing in Hughes to have a good season next season as well. And this, I'll be big on this next year, and you'll hear me talk a lot about this. My analysis for the top twenty, top twenty four guys will be solely based on how I think they're going to perform from round twenty two all the way through to round twenty seven. I want the guys that I'm picking in the first two rounds, I want them to have upside and I want them to win me a league. I'm going to back myself to make finals and I want my first two picks to win me it from there. So when I talk about guys that are in the top 24 picks, it's all going to be based around how I think they're going to perform in the finals. 
Mm. Yeah. It's so important. It's so important. And we talked about this, Wooker, like with your season, just scraped in there. The slate's clean. Nice. You start again. I, you start again. I, I, I got so fucking close. Yeah. Got so close. Just get there. Just get there. Do you know what I mean? Like if you if that had happened, right? And you had have had one of your big guns that you had have picked because of the strength of schedule in the finals, you probably would have won it. Yeah. Well if I if I if I Ponga, I mean um if I turbo hundred percent, I'd be fucking right up there. Just get there and then just have mm. your guys that are fucking primed to win you a league. And that's where I fell down. I picked a well rounded side that I you, performed. You picked- you picked a fantastic non-captain's league side. I picked a perfect in-season team. I was humming the entire season, spent a lot of time at, at rank one, like leading the ladder. My team was perfect throughout the season, looking really good. Come finals, it was shit because I didn't have those supersonic guys to lean on. So you didn't, you didn't have to, you, you didn't have to worry about your captain's picks. Throughout the season, because you had a lot of guys firing. Yeah, That's exactly. The difference. That's yep. the difference. It lured you into a false sense of security. And that's why I'll never draft someone like Harry Grant in the first round again. Yeah. Oh, look, I 100% agree. Upside, 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 upside. Yeah. And your first two picks, I think your first two picks have to be upside. No, for sure. I mean, in all, if I had kept my second round pick, that was my upside pick, but I lost him in a bet. Dr- getting drink water in round two could have probably changed my season. I, I, I would have gone deeper in the finals for sure. But mm. that's a betting league. I lost him. I also lost Harry Grant as well. So I did have one of those seasons where I lost a lot more bets than I won. So you're never going to go too far when that happens as yeah. well. Um, all right. So nailed it. Big ones, Ponga, Walsh, Mazu, Best, Hughes, Carrigan, Taruva. Um, some guys that we had as bust that were really good calls. Nanai, Cook, Hodgson, Talakai, Joe Offen, Gowie. Some guys that we got wrong. Dewey, he got injured, obviously. Burton, just because we were all so high on him and he just didn't do anything more than he did the previous year. Jane mm-hmm. Braley, obviously got injured. Turbo got injured. JMK, that was Guru's call. Uh, we were all big on Cotter, all, all got that ro- wrong. Schuster, we're all big on Schuster. We all got that wrong. So probably a collective fucked it would have been Cotter. That was our biggest fuck up, all three of us. Oh, we very, very know, big. Dewey, Dewey possibly. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sort of because uh, the injuries. I was, expecting more. I was expecting more from Schuster. Yeah. I'm trying well, to not, was, I'm trying to give us a bit a of a season. I'm giving us a pass on the injured ones cuz you can't predict that but I, mean, I drafted all the injured ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we know. We know. <laughs> we know. All right. Now just a quick little let's just talk about the first few guys that you picked in your draft. Obviously Tom Trevojevic yep. and had him were your first two picks? <laughs> first two picks. Come on, man. Ouch. Ouch. How ouch, the fuck ouch. did I make? How did I? How did I make the semi-final? That's what I want to know. Still good picks. Just you can't fucking injuries. No. Injuries. Injuries. No, exactly. DCE pick twenty nine. Yum. Nailed that. Yum. Nailed that. Yum. 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 Um, yep. 
the only the other one that I well, there's two other. Oh, well, there's no, there's fucking about four that are good. Tungo pick sixty eight. That's fantastic. Yeah, that great one. Bradman yep. best one hundred and sixteen. Wow. Jermaine yep. Hopgood one hundred and forty. Pick one hundred and forty. Yeah. That has to be the swan song of your draft. It was. It was. It was one of the better picks. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I was always going to grab him, um, and then when I I was just having a quick look when I was able to get fucking service, I, I was having a look at um, what everyone had drafted, and there were only three people that I knew were had hot good on their radar, and both of you had two refs up the wazoo. So I thought, fuck it, I'll wait a little bit. So I needed to fill fill CTW and, and um, front row forward, and yeah, waited a little bit and got him. 140. Pick 140. Yeah. The dude ended up top 20. Yep. That's crazy. So that's. I was, I was expecting him to, to the average like 60, 65. That's. <laughs> he just went so, so good. Yeah. That's big. That's big. That's, a, that's great. Um, for me, obviously, Drinky at pick 17. That's a, that's a fantastic mm. pick. Brian yep, Toto yep. at pick 32 is great. Um. Greg Marju has to be my one though. Pick 113. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pick 113. Massive. And he was Massive. the 11th best Supercoach player this year. That's oh, that's supreme value. Ezra Mam not bad at 89. I mean, he didn't set the world alight, but at pick 89. I'll tell you what, at the start at the start of the season, Lockie Miller at pick 80 was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, didn't and then it? obviously dropped off a cliff. But- yeah. What about what about um, he didn't last long on my team, but um, Kenna Kohler at picks pick one hundred and sixty one. What did he average in the last three games of the season? Fuck, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, hey, that was that was an absolute end to the uh, all ends of the season. Yeah, yeah. You know, Reese Reese had him in his team and dropped him in favor of Ravalawa. Ouch! In the grand final. Ouch. Fuck. What an idiot. So, look, the only things... I mean, I took a flyer on Ryan Pappenhausen, but I had to at pick 65. But mm. the only things that I'd really change in that strategy there is... Harry that, Grant at number one. Is, yeah, pick is that pick pick eight. Uh, I'll be yeah. going for someone, uh, regardless of who it is, I just want upside. So, maybe in, in round two, you know, fall back on someone that's a little bit safer. But in those... First 12 picks, I want someone with supersonic upside. So yep. I'd be taking guys like Dylan Brown over Harry Grant. Um, yeah. Every day. Of the I week. don't know. Having, having a bit of – you had a few interesting ones in there. So Matty Lodge, uh, Raymond Talon Mariner, Egan Butcher. Like he, he, went, he was going half decent through parts of the season. He sold the farm to get Cotter at pick 56. I know. And weren't we all rubbing each other's dicks over that pick? Mm. Going, oh, you've done well there, Natty. Pick 56. Fuck. And now how'd you get him at 56? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh. Sam Walker at pick 41. I think that was a fantastic pick. Yeah. just didn't work out with him just, getting dropped. It didn't, didn't work out with him being dropped, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the best the best pick out of the lot, apart from Marju, is probably Tyo. Yeah. 32. Wow. Pick out of them. How's that? I had To and Marzu at some point through the season. Wow. I mean, you're always rubbing, you're always rubbing your dick over your CTW. That's a, that has to be the best CTW pairing in Supercoach. Well, it is, isn't it? Oh, fuck. That's good. Oh, I don't know. If you have Garrick and, Garrick and um, oh, 
Mm, probably those two, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, it's just they're very sexy next to each other there, aren't they? Mm. All right, mate. Well, that's the season. Done. Neither of us did. Well, I mean, if you don't win it, who gives a fuck? We don't really have to talk about it. We didn't win, so... We didn't win, but um, um, I, I went a lot further than I should have based on the adversary adversity that I had to. No one gives a fuck. Come through. It's simple as that. No one gives a fuck. So we push on 2024. What we need, Wooker, and this is what the rubbers want. We need a fucking showdown, bro. We need to find each other in the finals. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was worried about you and then you made it and I did nothing. Yeah, you went out in straight sets. Oh, so that's our plan. That's our plan. Just fucking get us there and have a showdown. If it if it becomes the grand final, that'll be the ultimate. But oh, we that, just need that'd be next level. Yeah, we need a finals rub down showdown. So that's the how plan. good would it be if we both in there? We both have strong teams, no injuries, and it's just an absolute slogging match. It'd be the best. It would be the absolute best. It's what oh, dreams amazing. are made of. It's what fucking dreams are made of. All right, a few congratulations. So we had Davo taking out the listener league. Congratulations, mate. I hope yeah, you're Davo. enjoying the the beer, the beer that's he been took, sent he your took way. Down, he took down the rub in the final. Yes. We came home with a wet sail Jeez. as well. We were tough opposition. I thought we had it. I really, yeah. I really did. Um, so, yeah, congratulations, Dave. Well done. Uh, Jack, for taking out the inaugural rub down tipping comp. Uh, congratulations. Hopefully, Blue Bat has sent you. Blue Bat. Sent you your money there, mate. Uh, mm, congratulations. Nice work, there. Killed it too. Very good on the tips, old, old Jacko. And then to everyone who rubbed along with us throughout the season and took out their leagues, congratulations, because that's what it's all about. It's all about embarrassing your mates and fucking burying them and taking out your home <laughs> league. That's what we're here for. That's, exactly what, right. that's what we're all here for. Um, huge thank you to Rico and Gage Rhodes uh, for supporting yeah, the podcast. Huge supporters. Supporting the page, supporting the Patreon, and some specifically get a bit of get a bit of single fin India. Oh yes, Good the gear. pipes, the pop dreams for me, um, and of course supporting the the listener league and putting up those those cartons of beer for the winner. Uh, shout out to Bluebet for sponsoring our tipping comp. Thanks guys, uh, Brian the NRL physio for collaborating with us as he always does throughout the preseason and throughout the year. I think it's a perfect collaboration for draft when you're talking about us what we bring to the table with the draft knowledge and then your injury analysis as well coming from brian you cannot beat that he will be part of the rub again in 2024 you can bet your dick on it donnie sports for his help behind the scenes throughout the year a massive a huge and this cannot go understated here a huge thank you to the maguru himself for his ongoing support with the weekly rub down uh we love you yeah. guru you are our bff we hold hands we hold dicks we love you so much and you will Get always the tip, be the number one ticket holder for the weekly rub down mate love you very much yeah and lastly sure. but not oh actually actually yes. there's there's one more congrats okay. as well All right, um, Kyle buckley so he took out our classic Us, comp. Us, of course, yes. The Patreon um, subscribers. So one two hundred fifty of the best. Um, he's team Buckley's chance. Turns out didn't have Buckley's chance. Oh, he had he all the chances. Out. I think he he ended up cracking the top fifty as well. So oh, we love huge, that. Huge, huge effort from him. And that will be uh, a thing again in twenty twenty four. Running the weekly rub down classic comp. 
Uh, yep. How much have we got up for grabs again next year? Uh, I think uh, 200 schmackaroos. Oh, nice. Yep. Free to enter, $200 for the winner. We love that. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, our loyal rubbers who have supported the Patreon. Look, your support has given us the means to grow and build this humble little potty slash page. We love you long time. Uh, just warms the cockles of our hearts, the deepest, darkest points of our hearts to know that you guys have supported the page so much. We didn't really, we really didn't think we'd have this much support throughout the Patreon, and it has blown us away. It's really humbling. Uh, we I mean, love we, you we all. Were, like true story, we were high fiving when we had our first fifty listeners, um, and this was when we first started back in. Oh, I think it was 2017. Exactly. Exactly. We were literally high five and we're like, how like, how are people listening to us dribbling? But um, yeah, it's just grown, grown from strength to strength. And yeah, it's just getting better each year and all the feedback that you guys are giving us, what works, what doesn't. We're all putting our best foot forward. And yeah, next year is going to be the best year yet. And I love it that we're building this this rub community. Do you know what I mean? That's what we've always mm, been yeah, keen yeah. on is building a, a super coach draft community where we can all talk about what we like, what we don't like, who do you know, just share ideas, share our love of this platform and just all crack a few tins and just get on it and talk footy and talk super coach. It's the best. It is the best. Yeah. And we love you all. And look, the Patreon is going to be bigger and better next year. The page is going to be bigger than be- better than ever. Our podcast is going to new levels as well. We'll be cranking it up a level because you guys have invested in us. We're going to invest more in you. And that's how it works. You continue yep. to support us. We will continue to grow and do better for you guys. So as long as that little relationship keeps booming along nicely, we're just going to be killing it. We'll all be killing good, it. Good things are happening. Good so. things. Good yeah, fucking gonna, things. You're going to be looking at our mugs a little bit more next season. Ooh, so something yeah. to look forward to or cringe at one or the other. Now, look. I just thought we'd give the rubbers a little sneak peek into the Patreon next year. Just a tip, just for a second, just to see how it feels. What are we including next year that we didn't include this year? What what changes do you think will happen? Um, So throughout the season, we were were trying to pick out what worked, what didn't work and all that sort of stuff. So we'll be doing a fair few more um, Patreon-only pods so questions all that sort of stuff that's um that's purely just for for patron subscribers um we'll also go through do a lot of the the season average and then six round average um two types of starts just to give a feel for like form guides and and just for how teams are traveling overall um so things like the positional matchups game matchups um captaincy rankings so that's another tool that we've we've come up with um position matchup rankings home and away analysis, um, which gives a bit of a guide as to how teams or individuals are performing um, at home and away. Um, And then also just going through mid-season, have a look at high ceiling analysis. Um, We can do that every every other week. Uh, Mid-season, looking at the flips and fetches. So this this targets um, when you're looking to, to sell or to buy players, works in for classic as well as for um for draft. Um, strength of schedule analysis so that's that's really our bread and butter so we go into that in a bit of deep um, a bit of a deep dive through the season as well grand final analysis 
So at different times of the season, we'll we'll have a look forward. We'll jump into the DeLorean. We'll move forward and have a look at um, how our different um, grand final matchups look and the different final series. Um, polls for injuries and questions and all sorts of stuff all through the season. And then um, the big thing for us, though, is is obviously the preseason. So that's that's where we set ourselves apart. So we put a lot of effort into um, to looking at the positional stats and the rankings for each of the different positions. Um, oh, people, there'll be ranks. Oh, <laughs> ranks out. Oh, there'll be some fucking ranks coming your way. Don't worry about that. And we'll also have yeah. two tiers available on the Patreon yes. as well to pick yeah. from. Obviously, first tier, a little bit, little bit cheaper. It's going to be your base tier. Tier two, a little bit more expensive. That's going to have more available on there. I'm going to endeavor to put out a podcast every Sunday night talking about the round that was, talking about free agents that have played well throughout the round, some guys that you can look at through your waivers. That's going to be exclusively available on the Patreon. It'll also be in video format. So just a few things there that we're going to introduce to the page and the Patreon and just keep building off that. Yeah, and and look, to, to be honest, the preseason is going to be frigging huge for us, and we're, we're starts taking, now. Yeah, it, 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 the study for <laughs> literally us does starts, starts from from now. Yep. Um, once the um, once the draw for next season is dropped, and that's usually around November sort of time, that's when we'll be able to do our analysis in earnest, and we'll start to be able to pull together our lists. And um, the plan is for us um, December December one so around that sort of time to to kick it off on Patreon again. So we'll let you know pretty well in advance. So a few weeks ahead, effectively when the draw comes out, we'll be able to plan out when things will start on Patreon again. So um, we'll let you know, and then you can choose to subscribe or choose to drop off. Either way, happy days. Fuck so, all aboard, yeah, baby. Heaps, heaps of stuff. So we're looking at kick, goal kicking analysis, strength of schedules, early preseason top thirties, power um, CTW base power versus try analysis draw analysis for each of the teams so the buy schedules looking at each of the um, position rankings uh going through our top 10 sleepers top 10 booms top 10 bus uh, we might even extend that out to top 20 not sure just yet um and then the big thing that helped a lot of teams including my own um was the draft chart um the cheat sheet oh so, yeah we're going to be separating that out into the three grand three typical grand finals. So do one for round 25, one for round 26, and one for round 27. And trust me, it takes a lot of time to pull those together. So that is a huge amount of work um, that we're signing ourselves up to do. So um, those are those are really key. Um, and that's it. You, you guys have asked for that too. You guys yes. have asked for that. No, exactly. You know, like, because we, we harp on about the 23 to 26 grand final because that's our grand final. You guys ask for more analysis around some other grand finals. So we are doing top 30s for all those grand final uh, systems and then a cheat sheet for all of them. So like Walker said, a lot of work goes into it. You ask for it, you're going to get it. Yeah. So there is a, there is an absolute buttload. Um, and to be honest, the Patreon last season was only really going to have the um, positional rankings for season average. So as we went through a lot of the other stuff that we've kind of developed as we went through, we've just started adding in. So yeah, from where we started to where we are now on Patreon, it's huge and it's just going to be a bit more structured and yeah, everything's going to be a bit more of a well-oiled machine for next season. So Stiffy. pretty We've already put out a few um, a few questions for the rubbers just to come back to us with any 
any comments, queries, or um, things to to factor in for next season. And been hugely thankful for guys like Hudzo, who've really helped um, to give us a bit of direction for how we adjust things for next season. Yeah, love it. Yeah, I saw the little season review there from Hudzo. Very in-depth, comprehensive. We mm. love that, bro. Thank you for that. Um, also, we're going to try and get some merch out. We're uh, maybe get some T-shirts, maybe some hats, something like that. We'd love to um, get some merch out for you guys if you guys are interested. Also, Magic Round. We will be at Magic Round the entire round we would we really hope that we could have done it this year to do a bit of a meet and greet and get out there and meet some of you rubbers have a beer have a laugh have a good time we will be there 100 percent in 2024 so put in your calendars yeah that was a miss that was a miss we yep. should have been there yep yep so put in your calendars let's all get drunk together It'd be fantastic um so yeah i'd love to say i'd love to say we're being um be at the the season launch but uh yeah i can't get that one off the with the missus so. no no i'm trying i'm still trying i'm not giving up yet hope yet <laughs> i'm not giving you know what i've tried now i'm trying to talk uh my father-in-law so obviously kate's dad oh wow. trying to talk him into going because if he goes you need then- to inception it to make it his idea that's what i'm doing <laughs> bro <laughs> and then it'll be all sweet so good. yep yeah, I'm fucking playing chess, not checkers, bro. 3D chess, mate. All right, let's get into some questions. Last questions for the year. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm on Burgundy. Oh, wow. What do you got for me? All right, so Davo has asked us early thoughts on top five picks next season. So we have actually thought about this a little bit. Yep. Um, obviously, the draw comes into play, but he's asked us just to assume the top five guns all have easy finals draws. Uh, Cleary, Hines, go. Pick one and two. Don't care how they go. Um, but yep. yeah, that's regardless of how their strength of schedule looks. Then we start talking about guys like Ponga, Walsh, um, who else? Teddy definitely slips out of the top five. Teddy's 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 out of the top five. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could have arguments for like Turbo. Turbo, yep. Um, I, I definitely think I, Walsh is I, in I there. Think, I think I think Walsh and Ponga for sure. Yep. Um. I mean, Hudzo made a comment here, um, and he said he's in a captain for a captain's league, and this is what we're we're talking about now. He's got him Nico, Cleary, Ponga, Drinky, and then Dill Bags, due to position scarcity. So, look, it's not a million miles away. I'd I'd have I'd have Walshy ahead of um, Drinky and um, Dill Bags. Mine at the moment I mean, goes. Cleary, Nico, Walsh, Ponga, Drinky. Yeah, I'll, I'll ride with it, that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Nico because he's a flat track bully. You can't really have him ahead of Cleary. Cleary can score against any single team. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I'd probably have Turbo in that sort of six seven yeah. spot. Man, if Tur- if Turbo if Turbo slips in our league, if Turbo goes to second round, I I'm gonna get hurt again. I know. I'm just gonna go for it. Oh, for sure. But for sure, I, I I just don't know if I've got it in me 
to go to pick round him one. up at round at round at pick six, at five or six again. Yeah. <laughs> God. Hectic. Hectic. That would be that, that would be that'd be crazy, surely. But he, right. he hasn't done he doesn't hasn't done an ACL. He hasn't done a um he hasn't done like a, a hammy again, so all I know is I'm all in on Reese Walsh. All in. Yeah, Reese Walsh is all in. He's next level. He's yep. next level. I, I, I've drafted him in my other league and I couldn't have been happier. Mm. I think I got him round five. Heck mm. it. Um, all right, Hudzo has asked us. So, fellas, just wanted to say thanks for the effort throughout the season. It was much appreciated. Uh, the thing I'd like you guys to discuss is roster setups and captains versus non-captains leagues. Um, there's no right or wrong, but he's just interested in our thoughts. So Easy. Let's start with coward or non-coward league. Obviously, coward league is the, the guys that play <laughs> non-captains. Uh, if you want to play with the big boys, that's where you select captains so and the, vice so captains. The, the, the one thing I will say is um, if, you're in a not, if you're in a captain's league, obviously high ceiling is your, is your wheelhouse. Um, for a non-captain's league, you just want to get good players in each position. Well-rounded team. Well-rounded team. So effectively, you want Natty's Natty's draft team from mm-hmm. last season, yep. which was in a in a captain's league. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, if you're if you don't have a decent high ceiling captain option, you're not going to be you're not going to be putting yourself in a good position to win those games. Um, especially when it matters at the back end of the season. You need two things. You need a you need a good captain, but you also need a good VC option. And typically you want two to three VC options because you don't know when they're going to be playing um in the um in the round. So you want your obviously your VC to be playing early in the round so you've got the chance to do the VC loophole. There's a there there are a growing number of leagues that have um, eliminated the either having a VC or enabling a VC loophole, i.e. they've taken off the auto-emergency. Madness. That is madness. Taking off the- What about the legs that have captain take, but don't off- have a VC? That's yeah. madness too. Well, t- taking away the auto-emergency in leagues where players are, are getting injured in the warm-ups and things like that, that is that is cruel. That's fucking- It's ludicrous. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, my two main leagues are a captain's league and a non-captain's league. So I have two very different draft mentalities for those two leagues. Um, and yeah, you've got to, you've got to set yourself up in your first couple of picks for a captain's league to have your captain and vice captain options. So you want to go high ceiling. So my, my first two picks last season were exactly that. So two guys that I thought had potential to go high ceiling. So turbo and Dewey. Um, and those two guys would be um, uh, captain and um, vice captain alternating. Um, yep. it turned out that didn't really work out that way, but that was the mentality around it. And yep. I think you were on the on, on the page that um, like Grant would be a good fallback captain option each week, and then you would be you'd be running with a VC on guys like Drinky or your high ceiling guys, and then just use them for um, VC loot fodder. Mm. Yeah, but that didn't that didn't work out because um, well, I didn't because keep Grant's drinking. well Grant's scores didn't really add up to um, to enough to be the cap, that captaincy option week in week out. Yeah, so 
And look, um, I get I get both sides of the camp here. So non-captain's league, people obviously are taking away the, the a little bit of the luck factor, you know, mm, guys yeah. just picking captaincies, getting lucky with a big score and winning the round just based off that captaincy. And I know that people don't like that in captaincy leagues, guys that have Heinz or Cleary or guys like those, these supersonic guys, they're really hard to beat no matter how they draft after it. I get that as well. For me, for Walker, for guys that you know have only played in captain's league, it's more about the week in, week out things that you have to do, the study that yeah, you have to yeah. do. You're picking your captain, you're picking your VC, setting up your it adds, team it adds a, it adds for your VC loop. Exactly. And working out, it just adds more to the experience. It's more about it. Without it, I think it would be just boring. It wouldn't be enough for me. The fact that I that's factored in to my you know, my waivers, my free agent pickups, and my whole sort of setup it's each week for Supercoach. It's almost an extra day of deliberation. It's so it's good. It's an extra day of deliberation. You want um, more. Especially, yeah, yeah. You want more sure. with your experience. You want more. So if that's for you, if you want more in your experience, you want more, you want to dive more into the Supercoach world and the coaching of, that goes with it, you know, captains is your go. If you hate the sort of luck factor and you want to even it up a little bit, because that's what non-captains leagues does. It does. Yeah even out your league a lot um then that's for you and usually the two camps have been playing those systems for a long time and they're used to it um yeah but yeah captains for us for your roster setups uh now for me it's all about getting that sweet spot of waiver wire and free agent fluidity mm, that's big so we, we only last uh not last season the season before we changed it up Yes. And because we brought in two extra people, so we went from a 10-team league to a 12-team league, I was I, I, I was worried that our waiver waivers would just die because with two extra two extra teams, that's 17 extra players, well, no, 34 extra players that would just be taken away from waivers. So we were talking at the um, preseason last year and agreed that yeah, it's probably a good option to take away some of the CTWs and one of the one of the two RFs, and it's worked a treat. That's the sweet spot. You need to have decent enough players in the waivers, so it's interesting throughout the year, so that when you have injuries, there's not just fucking shit rookies on the waivers that are going to get you 30 points, that there's actual mm. players that are going to be decent enough in your side, that the waiver wire actually means something, that the yeah. moves that you make on free agents throughout the the week actually can add something to your team so that you don't have to look down the depth chart and pick the third guy in line. You need two injuries for that guy to be relevant. So however you can set up your rosters to find that sweet spot, and it is all dependent on how many people in your league. You know, a 10-team league with a 17-man roster is fine, but if you're going to add two more people, you need to look at reducing that roster. And then if you're going to go again to the 14-man league, reduce it again, in my opinion. I think you need the waiver to be humming. And it's interesting because Hudzo has gone on a different kilt. So he's gone. Um, he's gone. So this year he's set up. They've set up the league to have only two two RFs and three CTWs. They've kept the captains in, but they've extended their bench from four to six spots. So effectively, the the two players that they're winning from the two RF and the the reduce, reduction to the two RF and CTWs, they're just putting under the bench. Mm. Um, 
So it's not really um, it's not really impacting their waivers. And if you're not changing the structure of your league, as in you're not bringing in extra team players, I don't hate this this um, this scenario because it does help give a bit more flexibility for injuries and shit like that. I kind of like it that we only have four though, because it means you yeah. can't hold on to everyone. And you can't carry all the injured players. Like I tried, trust me, you can't do it. <laughs> so you inevitably have to drop players. And yeah. that just means there's more fluidity out there and people are picking up players, they're dropping players, especially through buys. It's just so much more interesting for me. I mean, he, he has he has gone, gone on to say, look, the extended bench did mean that people didn't waver much. But it meant that you came away from drafts with more assets for trading, and um, and you could stash talent early, so you get rewarded for knowledge and for research. And this is exactly what it is. Like, do you want your season to be about one day about your draft, and like whoever drafts the best team is going to have the best chance of winning, or do you want it to be a season long battle? Do you want it mm. to be a fight for this whole season? with waiver wire position and how you use your waiver wire priority and, and are you on the ball with NRL news and picking up free agents? If that's what you're on about, then reduce your team. But if you want the emphasis to be on your draft, then have as many players in your roster as possible. I just think that's shit. If you if you have a big roster and it's all about your draft, you, you draft, and everyone just sits on their hands for the rest of the year, I mean, where the fuck is the fun in that? Yeah, and look, the the one problem that I do have with that scenario that Hudzo's put out there, so having the taken away the the Torf and um, CTW spot and just putting it to the bench, there is an extreme lack of halfbacks, five eights, and hookers. And you can bet your bottom dollar that most of the teams would be trying to hold a backup half and a backup hooker, and probably a backup uh, five eight as well. So when injury does strike, there's going to be a handful of people that just like there's going to be nothing that they can do apart from AE the position. Mm. And if they get two injuries to those positions, Red Rover all over Red Rover. And it might so be that, di- that's that's where it doesn't really work. That way. it might be different if your league is really fluid with trading as well. Like if you've got a large roster and everybody likes trading and trading happens a lot. Like I like that because that mm. way you can all work on um, trying to get a stronger roster, but that just doesn't happen. I, I rarely hear about leagues that trade. They're rare as fucking hen's teeth trading leagues. So yeah, I just yeah. think it's better to have a smaller roster and just making it an absolute dogfight for the entire year. I love the chaos. I love anything that that makes it more interesting, makes the chat hum, yeah. waivers are, are, are going ballistic. Like, I mean, that's 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 why we introduced the the betting for sure. Is it it definitely it definitely helps to separate out the the men from the boys and things. Everything blows up on the chat, especially when people people win when they thought they were going to lose. And it's yeah, the best. It's, it's the best. It's, it's awesome because our league it's gotten to it's more about the season than it is about winning it. Hundred percent. Everyone's more invested in the week to week banter, the week to week bets, uh, all of that throughout the season than they are about winning. Winning is great; it's a cherry on top, but no one really gives a fuck. Everyone's just about the trip away, getting as drunk as possible drafting and then just having an absolute ball for six months yep 
which is I, I couldn't ask for a better league. That's exactly what I wanted when I created it, and it's there. It's that's what it is. Yeah. Um, he keeps he keeps going. So, so sometimes it feels like uh, captains can uh, ruin the balance of a league, um, but they help to mitigate things like HIA. For example, you could have two players get HIAs and a super low score, but your captain scores well and you're still in the game. So, almost exactly what you mentioned before, yeah. Natty, when we when we start off talking about the captains, um, it's more luck. And he says, I, I think until they bring in some mechanism for early injuries slash HIAs into the game. Captains uh, are valid on that alone. And look, I, I can't agree more. Um, something has to be done um, within Supercoach just about that, whether that, it's yeah. uh, an option for a sub in or something like that if your player is injured. Um, maybe that's something that that could um, could be. I'm just not sure on the mechanism of how that would work. It's mm, um, something for him to look at for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like... HIAs and all that sort of stuff is becoming more and more of a concern for for Supercoach sp- specifically. So mm. yeah, it's definitely something to for them to think about. Definitely something to raise with um, our good mate Schmippy. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, yeah. So uh, just your general thoughts on roster construction approach and captains, fellas. Um, there's no. Uh, yeah, we yeah, sort of okay. covered that. Yep. So that's all sorted. So Anthony, so Tony has asked us. Is it worth changing strategy slightly for next year's draft? For context, um, a main strategy this year was leaving front row forward late, picking up a half um, slash fullback and CGW for early for upside. Um, would it be better next year to aim for a halfback slash 5.8 first, followed by a gun to RF slash front row forward for Fido, Nakora, um, Tino, AFB, pass, whatever? Um there will be a stack of decent fullbacks. And I mean, there, there has been a lot of good fullbacks come out of the woodwork this season as well when you when you put Walsh and a few others in there. So he's he's routed off Drinky, Papi, Turbo, Ponga, Trell, Teddy, Gutho, Edwards. He's actually missed Walsh as well. So um and and CTW options as well that can be picked up post round five. Um for me, it's about targeting upside regardless of position in the first two rounds. Yeah. Get I that out of the to, way. You to, for your first first round pick, you have to be position blind. Yep. If you if yep. you know what I mean. You and this is the thing where you pick your guy. Yep. You know, it might you know where you're drafting, you know your position. You pick your guy, you stick with it. You back your gut, you back that guy in. It might be a reach, whatever the fuck. You've listened to us, you've joined the Patreon, you've done your study, you're backing yourself and you go with that guy. First two rounds, back your guys, pick that upside. And what that's going to do, it's going to set up your draft after that. You know, the first two guys might be a fullback and a halfback. Then your strategy begins. You've got a fullback, you've got a halfback. What are, those, what are those three words we always use in draft? <sighs> be like water. Keep your head on swivel, people. So... It all depends on those first two rounds, how your strategy is going to pan out. And that's when you can start looking at positions lacking in depth and picking up value, keeping an eye on guys that are slipping, uh, where you're going to target certain positions. But for those first two rounds, just get the guns. Get the yep. big dicks. Like I think in the first two rounds, a lot of those guys that we're talking about um, will be gone from fullback position. Um and the one, the people that don't pick a fullback are going to pick one of those high quality halfback or five eights. So, when we're looking before the top twenty and all that, 
the four the four halfbacks that stand out are obviously Cleary and Hines, but then you add to that this year DCE and um, and SJ. It's it's an interesting one because like they're, they're a bit long in the tooth. Those two, mm. we can't can't assume that they're just going to maintain what they've done last season. Um, DCE especially is one that I've got concerns on because he played the whole season without Turbo there. I think people are going to jump on him too early, um, just off the back of what he's able to um, do last season, or the season just gone. So he's one that I, I've I've got concerns on, and another one for me is actually SJ. With RTS coming in, I'm just not because sh- RTS is more than likely going to be left side. Do we think or right side? Uh, I could think, it be a dangerous right side. I think it, I it's, think it's right. I really do. I think it's fucking right. Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe SJ is okay then. Because Jesus, that that right side, him mm. and DWZ. Holy God, that's that is sexual right there. Like that four player combo, uh, CNK, SJ, RTS, DWZ. They're all the acronyms, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, SJ is a real interesting one. I, I've got concerns with obviously his um, longevity and because he's he's had a few niggles this season. Played played extraordinarily well, but yeah, I've got a got a few concerns there. Anyway, um, and then on the five eight spot, you've got dual bags that's probably ahead of the pack, and then Munster and a few others. There's not that many though that are the high higher guys that you'd want to go for. So I think it's really what Dillbags, Munster, and maybe Cody Walker, and then it's maybe sit and wait. That's it. And like this yeah. is those first two rounds, like you said, just be position blind and see what happens. See what yeah. you get, see what everyone else gets, see how all the cards fall after those first two rounds. Then you pop your head up and that's when the strategy begins. That's when you can start like, going, would, okay, where's the value? Where am I gonna move here? What positions am I gonna target? What does my team need? Just be position blind, like you said, in those first two yeah. rounds. Like do do a few mock drafts. Just see see how see how teams are being drafted. Um, it's it's always going to be different in your league, but it, it helps doing doing a few mock drafts. It it doesn't help you get a flavour for what's going to happen. It, it helps you prepare for when you're in the in the shit in the, in the draft to understand. Okay, how am I going to manoeuvre? So what what's my next pick going to be in this situation? That's actually something that we'll do more of next year. I think is the mock drafts. Oh mate, we we I was I was doing mock drafts left, right, and center, and and putting them up on um putting them up on Patreon. So yeah, we've been we've been corralling heaps of people and and setting up mock drafts and making sure that people are um so you 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 fill them with rubbers. The one thing that they did last season was they started to do mock drafts with bots. Um, and just filled leagues with bots that um, if they started without a full yep. structure. So you want to fill it with rubbers. We wanted to fill it with rubbers. So we were, we were making sure we we're coordinating it with um, yep. with actual people who were all drafting and trying that's to draft this team. Maybe do, a 10, maybe do a 10-man and a 12-man league. So oh, two mock did. drafts a week. Yeah, we prob- no, we probably did towards the end. I think we would have done about 20. So there, there were there were a whole bunch and like we, we were doing ones for structured for a round twenty five grand final, a round twenty six grand final, uh, round twenty seven yep. grand final. Like we'll we do more of that. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, for yep. sure. So that that worked quite well. But 
Look, I, I don't think the strategy the strategy changes that much, but leaving front row forward late, I don't think that's going to change too much for me. No, continue um, that. I think if you're if you don't get a decent um, hook, or if the hookers go off the board early, if there's a run on hookers, you might want to hold back and just wait for a bit. Don't worry, guys. We'll be talking about a lot of the. We'll be covering oh, this, all of this, this next is, this year. This is just off the off the dome right yeah, now. Yeah, we'll be covering a lot of this. I yeah. This we're about two hours, bro. What else have we got? Oh, okay. You're, that, that's, you're, that's, you're really getting your dribbling in for the end of the yeah, season yeah, sorry, here. Mate, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> is right, that no, it? That, that's the last of the questions. Okay, I've got one more for you from uh, Instagram. If Pappy comes back, is is training preseason after this ankle injury, would you still take him round one, round two? No. So you would let I'd him go, slide I, into I'd round go, three. I get mate, depends on depends on if I already have a have a fullback, but I would probably I wouldn't go any earlier than say round three. I think I'd. Yeah, I, I want to talk to Brian about the injury more in the preseason, but if Brian sort of thinks, because I have sort of listened to him about the injury and it's the best case, scenario, best case scenario in yeah. the scenario that he's in. So he seems to be pretty optimistic about it. Mm-hmm. And obviously we'll get more confirmation throughout the training and how his rehab goes. But if it's all positive, I think I'd be happy to take him late round two. Oh yeah, I mean, if it's all if it's all hunky dory, yeah, late round two, but no earlier than that. Yep. Yeah. Personally. Interesting. Fuck. Mm. Didn't even talk about Pappy. <laughs> wow. Can't wait. All right, let's get yeah. the fuck out of here. That is, it's a lot of dribbling. Uh, yeah. We love you. Thank you so much for this year, guys. Yeah. It's been fantastic. Really. Cannot thank you enough for supporting the Patreon. Those of you that have subscribed, we hope that we see you again in 2024. Like Wooker said, we'll be kicking it off in December. For us, the grind starts pretty much now, but this preseason is going to be the best to date. It is going to be huge. Everyone that's involved in the rub down, rubbing along with us throughout the preseason, they're going to crush their drafts. It's a promise. It's a fucking promise. There, I said it. I guarantee it. I guarantee you'll crush your draft there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're putting our stats and all of our analysis on a pedestal here. Like it's, we're, we're giving you the tools to crush it. Yep. All right. Bro. And all the strategies and everything else. Bro. That is the final siren on the year. Man. Done. We got there. We, we got, got there. there. We got there. Let's get out of here. That is it for That's this it. year. That's all, folks. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. And this is way better than those things. You're damn right, Wooker. Catch us next year on the Weekly Rubdown. You can take me now. I've seen it all. Get that India. Catch up.